1: Webcology on WMR.fm. It is the 10th of June 2021. This is Jim Hedge from Detroit's Media and Dave Davis from Beatsock Internet Marketing. And as We're the maximum world maximum. clears, uh, as you know, we start vaccinating our way into a safe place out of uh COVID. Um, conference season is uh well, it's weird how seasons can just sort of start on a dime, but conference season is open. Yes, the first actual real live in-person conference actually it's the second one i think dallas fort worth did one um last summer they did a live in person event last summer but this is the first one since the beginning of the you know the feeling that the, the covid crisis is starting to wane out um down in napa valley the uh digital marketing association uh, jim christian's group um throughout holding their, uh, advanced first advanced conference. Um, and, uh, we can't be there, but the board is still closed. So we can't be there, but it looks like it, the, the, the photos and, uh, quotes coming out are wonderful, right? Eh?
2: Yeah. It looks like every conference that I miss. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's not surprising that, uh, that, the Jim's hosting like a good event, right? Like that's that part's just to kind of be expected from the guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a there's all the people that that I miss and and why I look forward to this being nipped in the bud and, and being able to cross back across the border. So i uh, you know, what? I'll just say it for you, Jim, because you you sort of close out every episode saying it, you can close out our episode saying it again, but behave yourselves, people, <laughs> because I want to go see my friends again. Um, um you know, every every um.
1: This sounds like a broken record. We've been saying this for for over a year now, but we are so close to the end. Um, every vaccination is is one teen step closer to um, us being able to open the open the border up again, us being able to open our society up again, and um, maybe be able to figure out what you know. We talk about getting back to normal. I don't think we're ever going back to what normal used to be, but we are going to evolve a new normal that I'm hoping is going to be cooler and better and smarter and uh, way more efficient. than what we had going before, but we can't get there until we get there. Yep. And incidentally, (laughs) second shot goes in my arm on Monday.
2: I am jealous, my friend. I am jealous. But, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine, like, we're we're doing okay over here, too, so I imagine I'll be uh, not, uh, hopefully not far behind you.
1: Well, for what it's worth, there's a new variant, the Delta variant, um, that's hit on my part of the world, uh, Ontario. Um, It's hitting pretty hard, so... We're trying to vaccinate our way ahead of it. So maybe maybe it'll work. Okay. In the search world, um, there's another conference coming up really, really soon. Um, Last year, around this time, Google held an unconference. And unfortunately, they had really limited seating. Mm -hmm. They're going to hold another unconference uh, just a few days from now, actually, on the 21st of June, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And unfortunately... They have really limited seating. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is a virtual conference, but so I think it's only like 500 uh, attendees who are, who are going to be there. Um, if you go to SEO Roundtable, there's a link to register. Now it's the weird thing about the registration process. Have you, have, have, did you try to register for the unconference yet?
2: Div? Um, I went in there and I, I looked and quite honestly, I looked through the list of of sessions. Mm -hmm. And realize there are practitioners that will get more out of that than me. Like I have some opinions on some stuff, but I was like, there's not actually two sessions that I think I could contribute to, which is part of what they're looking at, could contribute to at a higher rate. Um, than than some of my peers could in just the the topics that they picked. So I ended up backing out. I, I decided not to be a selfish jerk and just <laughs> try and take up one of the spots anyway. Um, but you're, you're right; it is limited space, and and, and it's you, important
1: to note it's not a registration process; it's an application process. Yeah, you don't register to attend this conference; you apply to, to attend it. Because as Dave was saying, they don't they don't. It's not conference. It's not like you have a, a speaker giving a PowerPoint-based presentation for like 20 droning minutes. Um, it's more like a virtual room you all gather, and you talk about a, a subject of interest with a facilitator, so they want people who can add to the conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, which is what made, prompted me to drop out as well. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I'm suddenly intimidated, and we're on the air in five minutes. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I, I... Well, and, I mean, <laughs> I, I
2: was looking at it, and, and you probably were too, but I was looking at it going, okay, a lot of this is, not surprisingly, Core Web Vitals, right? Like, you'll you have mm-hmm. seen that, I'm sure there's many people but I was looking going okay like I I know well enough like I've I've written an article it'll be published shortly in search engine journal but I know it from a very like your average scenario here's what you can do right those sorts of things I understand my vitals and I understand code well enough to sort of challenge it but what they need are people people like Jamie Alberico or 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 I hope I pronounced her last name right you know she's been on our show before but like people who in special scenarios (laughs) <laughs> right this is what we're dealing with not just like okay on a wordpress site right here to go and if you want a wordpress person pull on a wordpress developer i don't mean designer who can like throw a theme up but i mean like get a real yes, like um, theme developer in there or something like that to, to talk about a mm-hmm. plugin developer um, as opposed to dave going here's how you can hack and slash your way through this <laughs> and, and get your your point totals up but it is going to be really interesting i wish you could sit on the sidelines and watch um is something I, I do wish that uh, that we could do. But
1: yeah, maybe you know, maybe just maybe if one of the seven or eight people who's not a robot at Google who's listening to this, uh bit of advice, record it. Make it available. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. we all we all want in. We just can't get there. Right. Um and it's weird. Eh? I mean, like there's two streams of SEO right now, two 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 predominant streams, one of them around content, the other one around um, you know, the the technical foundation of the website mm-hmm. um so the, the the tech heads are all focusing on um web vitals getting things a lot faster making sure everything sort of fixes in place as the page loads um and the uh the content folks are um <laughs> spinning keywords and honest to goodness desperately trying to uh match up um entity with intent um and uh I don't know. I think um, I think both sides would strongly benefit from learning a lot about the other. Except the content people are, and then of which I, I often count myself one. We're in kind of an arms race that that we can't win because of another conference that, that Dave you're actually um, attending <laughs> as we speak um, on machine learning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's. This conference- but <laughs> it, it's 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 really i mean and there there are just our conferences and actually interestingly and i've i've got this like conflict and of course a conflict with my podcast right now there are two machine learning conferences going on right now oh um, simultaneously simultaneously I- um it's the last day of one the first day of another um and and the one um that you were referring to is applied ml summit um and that's the one i've been listening to sort of you know, as we do during these things, sort of had it playing on a monitor and and listening to while I was actually trying to do my real job today. Um, Interesting stuff. So far, it's been mostly... Mostly, but not exclusively, sort of use case stuff, right? Like they had uh, that guy from Spotify on there for the first couple of sessions, sort of talking about how it's used there, which is interesting to understand how it's used in different environments, right? Other than mm-hmm. just googly environments. Um, but then they they started getting into a, a little more into the mechanics, and right when they were doing that, um, I had to get onto a podcast, <laughs> so uh, I had seen one of the sessions, but getting into like, okay, here's how to install it, here's how to how to step yourself. Um, or here's how we, we step through all of, uh, all of these processes, um, you know, which, you know, you know, using AutoML, which I, you know, I'm interested in learning a little more about. I'm not any kind of expert, like I'm interested in it because I'm a super, no, I'm not good at it. <laughs> um, and then there's also um, MLOps World has their tools dev, which I am really interested in. Uh, and one of my clients is there and actually on speaking while I'm, <laughs> doing our podcast right now otherwise i'd be torn between um applied ml summit and ml ops world but um, really really interesting stuff going on and yep a lot of conferences going on right now with this <laughs> massive <laughs> massive amount of data um coming out of all of them i, I- expect by next week we'll be chatting about in retrospect everything oh, that was covered at um at, at uh at the applied ml um that google's throwing and i suspect we're sort of at the fluffier parts right now I, I think it's going to start getting really interesting in the future sessions over the over the next uh little bit well i i've taken the
1: yeoman's interest that i think every every uh seo professional should take in um, machine learning i'm you know reading about it when i when i get a chance and uh learning as as much as i can without actually delving into it but dave you you've taken a far more professional interest in it and that that these are no places where I phrased something a little bit earlier, suggesting that we're like in a arms race as content SEOs against machine learning. And that made me think that I phrased it like we're algorithm chasing. So that, I think you're, you're you're a better person to ask than I would be. Um is there going to be an element of, of algorithm chasing as people try to wrap their heads around what Google's doing with machine learning and, and, and trying to suss out, like, user intent uh, 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 user intent via algorithm?
2: Yes. Yes and no. I I, I think we look at the, the duality of things, and it's funny because I actually just sort of, like, poked at, at John Mueller this morning on a very similar topic um, over on Twitter um, where he was saying we shouldn't be... we. Sh- internally they rank um, algorithmic factors by like, you know, what the impact (laughs) is and stuff like that. But we as SEO shouldn't. And I was sort of poking back going, if you're doing it internally, we should be doing it as well. Right? Like that's, yes, we need to understand the algorithms, but as a content producer, it's this interesting duality. We look at, you know, where, where, where we were at and you remember the days and so do I, where we were at in 2005, 2006, 2007, where, Absolutely, you needed to chase the algorithms, but the more integrated machine learning's getting, the less we should—and I a big, big should there because we can put an "it depends" I'm sure on every statement in in this—but um, the less we should have to do that, and 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 I mean cater to chasing after algorithms from a content perspective. Now, if we're talking about content manufacturing is what I mean there. And, and I mean that in the, like, I'm writing a piece on X, Y, or Z. You should, should just be able to write the content that fulfills your user's intents and, and, and do well on an overarching content strategy perspective, though, that's where I think it gets a little more difficult, but really in a way that it should, um, you know, and again, and again, this is as the machines catch up with us, um, then, then, it will get bad and they're getting far better at it, but I think there's still a ways away is Google wants to maximize probabilities, right? Like they've, they've wanted to do that since the introduction of machine learning into, into the algorithms, you know, going back to rank brain is to maximize the probability of them meeting their user intent. That's just the, the core fundamental. So when you and I are looking at overarching content strategy, yes, we need to look at what are all the questions we need to answer. What are all of the different, you know, uh, Yes, my target audience is, you know, machine learning experts, but the same question could be being asked by a first-year computer science student or a high school student with just an interest, right? And I I refer to, like, if you're in the machine learning space, because that's what we're talking about right now. Um, You know, so I need that content. So that is in the content strategy, it impacts it, but as machines get smarter and smarter, ideally you and I should just be able to write what we're supposed to write for the audience. We want to write it for and, and, and get there right now, we might have to meet a bunch of intents, but as Google gets better at going, uh, I understand it's Dave looking, I know his knowledge level from all of his other queries. I know this and that and the other thing, right? Like I know everything about the, the cohort that is Dave, um, you know, and, and, and sort of push that, that content forward. So hopefully it won't, won't wreck things too much. Uh, But You know, we'll see. I also expect a bunch of really big stumbling
1: blocks
2: (laughs) or big stumbles. Sorry?
1: So listeners out there whose um, bowels are slowly liquefying as they try to figure out how to figure this out, um, I got an easy tip for you. Um, Machine learning rank brain, um, a number of things that Google's, Google's trying to do to suss out user intent comes down to Google trying to figure out what, Tom, Dick, or Harry might have meant by phrasing a search query the way that any one of these individuals might phrase the search query. Right? Mm-hmm. How do you know how? How do you know these guys are going to phrase the search query? You don't. You haven't a clue how they're going to phrase the search query, but you do because Google tells you. Right. And you can find it in like Google Search Console. Um. You know how you do the 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 performance? Um. You can check on performance. Uh. Uh. uh in, in Search Console, and it shows you um, page, query, country, and I mean, all the specific data about uh, how a page is, uh, how a URL is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Click on page, like click on, and you'll get a whole list of all the pages that Google sees in an index and how they are doing themselves. Click on one of those individual pages, okay? Then you'll see how Google feels about that page in particular. Then click on queries. Sort by impression. The ones that got a whole bunch of impressions, those are the queries people are typing in, looking for stuff that Google relates to your page. Google's telling you,
2: you know. And I, I'll just love that suggestion. Obviously, like I mean, obviously, there's nothing to not love about a suggestion. Um, taking it, you know, if if we're, we're that's a that's a great uh, you, you a have great to write use to this case somehow. If, um, if your site is doing well, now let's. What do you do if if and I have my suggestion, but I, I'm interested in hearing yours as well. Obviously, um, what do you do if you're building new content, right? Like you, where you don't know what it is, or you have a new site and you kind of don't have any search queries? Um, if you if you have any of the tools like um, you know Ahrefs or or Semrush or Majestic or, or any of those those good good tools. Um, You just drop in a URL of a competitor that's ranking where you want to rank and go, what's that page ranking for, right? It won't give you everything like search console. Search console is better if you have good pages, but it will at least give you an idea of what they've seen it for. And what you have to, what you have to
1: meet to get close to them. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. We got to take a break. It's uh, about 20 minutes after the top of the hour, at least from when we started recording this. So Friends, you were listening to WebCology on WMR.fm. We got a lot more content coming up after these commercials. So, on behalf of Dave Dave for on Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media. Stick around, back after these messages.
0: For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. Takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to Web WebCology on WMR.fm. It's I can't believe it's the tenth of June, twenty twenty-one. <laughs> it's almost the middle of twenty twenty-one, like the year's half over. I said this last week and it blew it still blows my mind. I know. Um, it's been a busy week there is conferences going on travels getting back hope is coming back into the world and there was a core update that started i think it was the second around uh i think it was 11 a.m around the second that google rolls up the first part of a two-part core update and everyone got all excited there was a core update happening and nothing happened but stuff was happening of course uh People are now just starting to report seeing significant movement on websites, um, which I find kind of neat. Given this is a two-part update, so if you're seeing movement now, what do you think it's going to be coming a month from now?
2: <laughs> All I can see is a is an infomercial guy. But wait, there's more, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's coming, um, and you know what we say every time that there's a big shakeup and this was one of those, right? Like there, there's big Jacob. we're always like, hold, just just hold, and I'm not talking Bitcoin hold, I'm talking like, just, just hold and get your bearings. They've told us there's another one. Like never has it been more true that you need to pay attention to this advice uh, to like hold. Like, yes, if you know there's something wrong, but that happens whether your site's been hit, rewarded or even updated at all. If you know something's wrong, but yeah, but check this out. Don't
1: you pity the person who got a big drop on this, knowing that, knowing there's a corrupt, the second part of the update coming and that often corrects the first part, but you still got to get
2: from now to then. That would drive me crazy. Yeah, I know. It's reminding me of the old Google dance days, right? Like where it's like, and buckle up because nothing changes for four to six weeks, right? Like that's just Google updated. Four to so, six weeks and they'll update again.
1: We still don't know exactly what this core update is all about. I don't think that anybody has spotted a pattern out there for sites that have been rewarded or being trashed. And even if they did, there's still the suspicion that next month's core update will just, you know, throw all of that (laughs) up in the air anyway. So even if they did, I don't know if I'd want to report it, you know, Um, I guess, Dave, I guess what you just said, hang tight. That's, the best advice, maybe. What would you do? What would you do if you had a a client who was terrified, and you were afraid of losing them, and um, mm-hmm. they lost some some mm-hmm. some ground, and they wanted you to do something right now? Um, I don't got this. I don't got this problem. I don't even. I haven't had to think about it, but thinking about it, that would scare the hell out of me.
2: And it should scare the, the, the hell out of everybody. But the reality is like just of, And here's why it, it wouldn't actually probably scare you. And and it wouldn't like, I mean, nobody likes like when a client's coming to them going, fix this or else, right. Like nobody, we've all been there at some point or another, none of us like that. Um, but we're both experienced enough and I'm betting like a lot of our listeners are as well. And, and if not just get the experience today is, develop a plan. Like you and I would see the drop probably before the client and go, all right, what can I fix? Like, I know I can't dramatically shake up everything and go like trying to chase some algorithmic function, right? Like that's not what's going to be done right now, but there's always something to fix. And something I have done and I hope none of our clients are listening, but you know what, even if they are, it's okay. I can present this. It's not a bad time to get those things done that you've had some resistance on. Mm. Um, that, that just go,
1: I just need to get this little push. (laughs) Are you, are you suggesting telling the client this will help?
2: I'm suggesting that (laughs) now's the time to go. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. There's two core updates, but why don't we fix this thing that I've been telling you to do for a while? Like Like, good good housekeeping never hurts. Exactly. Exactly. And we've all hit those where there is resistance. And sometimes it's absolutely legitimate resistance where it's just like, I cannot justify the work, but at the same time you'll be going, I don't want to do anything else. Right. Like you don't want to shake anything up other than go, here's the content I want written that meets all great intents. You were probably doing that before. Right. Like, so basically I'd be looking right now predominantly on top of the things, like I'm constantly trying to build content strategies for clients and telling them what to do, but I'd be looking to tech going, what can we get done? Because I don't want to change my content strategies right now. I don't want to change anything um, substantial. So what tech can I fix that I know is broken, right? And and maybe this can just be that like little shove, but I also may be pulling stuff. And I actually have been doing this to to one of my clients, pulling stuff off them going, I don't want any of this done right now, right? Like I don't want to do all this stuff, but here's just absolutely 100% known goods. But all those things that I wanted to test, we're not testing now. Yeah, don't just jump in G,
1: Now, this might be a time to test the water of paid advertising. Um, paid search doesn't hurt if you're in a slump. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you think it's going to be temporary. You got you got a three-week gap to gap to fill. Mm-hmm. Might be it might be a bad time to um, try some try some uh, new ad groups and new landing pages. Um, Heaven knows it's, it's not like you're not like you're doing something that's going to permanently affect the organic placement of the site. Um, might be time to try uh, email to direct marketing. Um, pump up those direct numbers, confuse the hell out of your client. <laughs> um, you know, um, but until the July part of the June July core update happens, I still want to name them all after Danny Sullivan. Um, probably shouldn't do much of anything except good housekeeping
2: no indeed and i mean one thing i found helpful with with all client communications especially when people are in a bit of a panic and i mean don't get me wrong like i've i've had sites fall and stuff like i'm not going i never have sites fall no of course i have um but if you have prepared ahead of time and when you're on the phone with that client you have a plan and you are confident in your plan it's going to come across because the truth is you should be confident in your plan if you're telling them to put money into it right <laughs> so you should be I mean unless you're coming in and going I don't know you know I mean I've done that where I'm like I don't know so let's test right like over here let's let's run a test on this section and see that's fair enough sometimes you don't know but in a scenario like this you should have researched it and if the client is going I need to talk to you now go I you know I think it's fair to go I need to be able to speak to you Properly, like I can be listening to you telling me this is stressful, but I understand that already, right? Like, I understand your stress, but I need to come to you with a plan. I owe you a plan. But if you come with that plan, both you and the client are going to have a much more, you know, enjoyable conversation. It will lead to the why did this happen to begin with and why didn't you know that before, you know? So, you need to know that as well. But I I think as long as you're confident in your plan, that's going to come across. Uh, you know, it, it just had better, you know, work. <laughs> and that's that's where it can get a little a little um, edgy. But uh, fingers crossed as we uh, as we head for people who are are in that spot although it's funny because i was chatting in in one of the the seo groups on facebook and somebody was like and i you know lost this and that and i was like well aren't you a little a little selfish like somebody else is smiling right now you think your rankings are all important i was tongue-in-cheeking it. He smiled at me. <laughs> i'm like so you're just hoping for this but what about all those other poor people because he was complaining about all the people that lost i'm like well you're talking about the next core update as a time you might get it back what about all these poor people those? who are yeah. smiling right oh. now uh, <laughs> so yeah,
1: we've got to th- got to think of the winners here, don't we?
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Now, uh, core updates are stressful as hell, especially yeah. if you're newer to the industry or haven't been like yeah. like Dave Myers and you're joking about it, right? Cuz we've been through this like a dozen times in the last couple of years. But I don't know, I have no idea how many updates we've been through <laughs> in our careers, but a lot. Yeah. But yeah. some people Um, this is a, this is, this is like the Florida update was for us, a truly traumatic event. Um, some people, honestly, they, they're like, like, life's hard right now. People don't have a lot of margin, margin room here Mm -hmm. and losing like 20, 30, 40% of your traffic can be significant. That, 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 that could be somebody's profit margin in, 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 in many cases, um, a complaint to uh, John Mueller about so many updates in one year was met with, I think, it has to be the quote of the year about search. Uh, John Mueller, twenty to twenty-one. Here's a secret: there will never be stability unless someone turns off the internet. So, ain't no search, ain't stable, sunshine. To, to, to paraphrase. <laughs> And that's true, eh? Like, search is always, there's always flux. It's always going to be thus.
2: Well, yeah, and and it it should be. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, I'm out of a job. If everything is just like, these are the results, we're happy with them, that's it forever, folks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no need to add anything new to the internet. It's yeah. already decided. Uh, hey, although it's funny as part of that same same conversation somebody uh, jeff uh jeff jackson um you know in, in in regards to well as part of the similar john was doing a bunch of stuff um you know at, at the same time um but was talking about the 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 um different ranking factors as he was talking about how things are, are changing. So it's actually in a different thread of the same conversation. Um, and Jeff had asked him, well, how do we use these internally? Now you had listed that as your quote of the day. Um, I, I gave John my quote of, of, of the year on, on his response. When Jeff asked him, you could tell us how you use them internally. And he responded, we use them very carefully. Next question. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good answer. We use our internal ranking signals. Uh, or our ranking signals uh, very, very, uh, very carefully. Um, Something I I find interesting is one thing we have to remember, you you know, I know, you know, it. I do, but I sometimes forget what I already know. And that is, there's more than I I don't even know the number anymore. But last count I heard, and I don't even think this is probably close to true, but we're at least at 200 or more. Right, like thousands, signals, right? Like, yeah, well, exactly. And each one of those has a bunch of toggles, right? Like, so yeah. we have thousands with different toggles, and then machines making more, right? Like, so when we go, what changed? Well, did like links change? Links, that's that's like a, a little bit of salt in in like a vat of chili. Right? Like, they, they, these are all such small things that that if you see significant change, we're actually dealing with significant change. So it, it's interesting when John's you know commenting on this. I, I, I disagree with him in that, like, yes, I do need to understand how things work together. I do. But he is kind of right going, you know, each one of these things is so situational and might be so small or so large, depending on you know, what we're looking but at. Never, at
1: nevertheless, moment. if you ever want a real life working example of the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. that's Google. Like a little teeny change here could have a massive, massive impact that- impact down the line way over there
2: yeah yeah that's that's true and then the problematic is we might think it's the wrong thing we might be like oh links change and it's like no authoritative content did it's just that they happen to get a lot of links (laughs) right? like where you're connecting the dots wrong so Mm -hmm. uh, and again that's why that's why the um well-educated
1: guesses of seos tend to outweigh the um presumptions of web developers yeah. Uh, at least when it comes to what Google is up to, when it comes to what this platform is capable of, I will defer to the developer any day of the week because they know more than I do. Yeah. But I, I I've been thinking about that for the last like 22 years. I have been thinking about search engines for that long. Um. And yeah, it's uh, it's all over the place. For instance, Google's um. <laughs> Google came out with another announcement. Um, and this is a really cool one, and they've been they've been at this for a while, but now they're actually talking about it openly. okay? Google used to have the idea that um, all data is equal—good, bad, evil, not evil—didn't really care as long as it was like you know, legal data that wasn't breaking the law. You could call, you could call that person over there a complete jerkhead if you wanted to. You didn't even need proof that they were a jerkhead. You could just call them that. That was the beauty of the internet, right? Yeah. Well, that led to pages like the ripoff report or um, uh, uh, badmen.date or, you know, just what are called slander sites. And there may be good reasons for slander sites. Uh, consumer complaint, consumer complaints at a time when... Uh, do you remember when we grew up and the consumer really had no power whatsoever against, yeah. like, if you got bad service, that was just the way it was? Yeah. Nowadays you can go to Google, leave a one-star review, and scare the living but chees out of the business owner who's gonna go out of their way to bend over backwards for you. Yeah. So the power has shifted in some in some ways in a very good way, you know, the, the consumers are, are a lot more protected. But in some ways, in a very bad way, we have a whole industry called reputation management because other people have made an industry out of blowing people's reputations. Google's trying to deal with that with an algorithm that demotes, actively demotes slender content. I found that really interesting.
2: Yeah, it, it there, is. I hear that intake of
1: breath. Yeah. I hear that intake of breath, huh?
2: I, I, I'm like, physician, heal thyself. <laughs> like As long <laughs> as you're going to show reviews on your own platform with no context, no legitimate user account tied to it, and, and then no context in the form of an explanation as to why there's a one star review, right? Like when we've all seen that, right. We've all sort of dealt mm-hmm. with that where you'll have like, where there's, there's no context, nothing for the, the business owner to respond to, you know, I, I, I appreciate the effort and maybe they will, maybe they will look inward and go, okay, we do actually need to fix this ourselves, not just on other people's sites and demote other people's sites. But I, I find it a little hollow as long as they have a massive problem which we've talked about previously on this show on their own site that is the most influential in this area. <laughs> like, um, You know, it's the one that shows the stars, you know, right top of page basically. And that like, you know, map pack um, of, of results. That's where the, the stars are being drawn from is Google and they're causing their own problem there. So hopefully we'll see them take that a, a little more seriously as well and go, all right, if you don't have a user account, that's really trusted, we're not going to factor those in and we're not factoring those in highly. You know, if you're not leaving a comment, we're not even bothering to factor it in because every business owner should have an ability and a right to respond to a complaint, right? Like publicly and go, this is the scenario. Um, uh-huh. So, so, so what about a site like the Ripoff report,
1: which you're seeing a lot less frequently in yeah. Google search results in the last year or so.
2: And I love it. Like I, I think this is a great initiative, right? Like, I, so I'm not, I'm not slandering, <laughs> um, you know what what they're what they're saying. I think what they're doing is good. I just hope that it's a sign of them also going to to remedy, um, you know, their own problem. If they are taking this issue seriously, they need to take a serious look at their own review systems. Oh, I'm I'm I'm
1: there with you. I actually actually I had a a, a a client who had a problem with their clients using the threat of a bad review at Google as a negotiating tactic. Hmm. Right. And they would do this every couple of months. They'd leave a bad review at Google just to get my client to jump through a hoop for them. Right. It was so maddening for them, and there was and and Google wouldn't do a damn thing about it. This is this a few years ago when uh, Google. Uh, had a much more hands-off approach to um, what we'll call user-generated chaos. Um, speaking of user-generated chaos, a few years ago, uh, Google—a few years ago, I think it was last year—came Google came out uh, said it was uh, going to going to honor new link attributes. Um, USG U, or UGS, user generated. Sorry. UGC, user generated content, mm-hmm. and sponsored links that they were going to um, uh, put them up there with no follow as an indicator that this is an active link, but Google were aware that you might have a problem with it. So, you know, here's the identifier. Please be cool with us. Mm-hmm. Problem is, they didn't actually treat these links differently, they treated them all as no follows. Um, which i guess is cool because ultimately that's you know what it's I guess kind of sort of about except that you you know what is what Generated content mightn't be a terrible link it might be it might be a fine link um anyway um, John Mueller was uh, quoted in sc Roundtable as saying they try to treat them and see them appropriately um, over time they're going to try to tr- them differently although in general they're all basically doing the same thing um what do you think about that like do we need all these different tags to indicate different types of content that google should pretty much do the same thing with
2: i think that's a very what, interesting do- question i think the question boils down to this do we need those different tags no does google need us to use those tags to train their systems to recognize it in the wild probably right which is what I think is actually going on here is that they were trying to get us to construct that. And I'm not the first person to, to think of that either. Um, I saw a couple a couple other comments along that tangent um, while, while this this announcement was being made and, and through Twitter on it. Um, yeah, I think it's I, I think what we're basically doing is, is what they did for with authorship went, hey, SEOs, here's something you need to do. And then they're just figuring out exactly what the constructs sort of confirming, I think in a lot of cases, what the signals would be around these different content types um, and then deploying them out there. Do I think you're going to get in trouble with, you know, user generated content that you've just put no follow in? No, like, like it's, it's doing what Google wants it to do functionally, but I think they would like to learn to recognize it without, no follower, another attribute. Um, I think they would like to know sponsored content to be able to recognize it in the wild a little more in a variety of different formats and placements. Um, so I think that's really what they were getting at with that one. And I think we're just helping, like we do with the robots when they go like, spot all the like, you know, fire hydrants. And you <laughs> click a bunch of fire hydrants, they're just using us to train their systems. Um, and uh, yeah. That's... Um, I'm,
1: I, 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 as I'm getting older, I'm having a hard time even remembering the day of the week. So I propose like one tag, just like a coverall tag, the craptastic tag. (laughs) REL equals craptastic. Don't follow. Makes sense to me anyway.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) We do unfortunately have to follow into a commercial break because on behalf of Dave Davies from b Internet Marketing, this is Jim Edgerton, Joyce Media, and you are listening to Webcology on WMR.fm on the 10th of June. 2021 stick around we got more content coming up after this break
0: Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on DebraMar.fm. It's the 10th of June, 2021. It's Jim Hedger from Joyce Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. A couple of calendar points. Um, Next week, June uh, 15th and 16th, SMX Advanced, normally in Seattle. Uh, this is, this one's uh, obviously this is a virtual conference. But um, aside from the from the old SES Chicago, SMX Advanced used to be my favorite of of the uh, the conferences. It's being followed up by SMX Advanced Europe on the twenty first and twenty second of June. Um, so that's, that's that's week after next. Um, Dave, you got any uh, clients using WooCommerce?
2: Um, not in the context that you're going to be referring to it because they're they're too small. Um, like in in the in the product numbers, but lead the way, my friend, because this is an interesting interesting story.
1: This one makes me so happy. Actually, it really really does. I like I like to see. I would love to see other platforms do this. Google getting involved with other platforms. It's WooCommerce says integrated with Google Shopping as of yesterday. It went live. Um, it went live to, to users. Globally, I think we announced it a couple weeks ago. It was going live to American users. Um, WooCommerce users are now going to be able to display their inventory and products across uh, all Google properties for free, with like super easy setup out of the out of the box in in, in your WooCommerce platform. Um, again, I I wish all the ecom platforms would do this.
2: Yeah, and I mean it's it's a, a funny one, right? Because it's like it'd be nice, but at the same time. Uh, That's a big phone a friend Google <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Sure uh, But I do know that And I can't remember which ones they are Specifically coming up um, But I do know that there are some other um, Other ones coming up um, well, The Shopify we'll integration Shopify.
1: Has already happened I believe
2: Yeah um and and i do know that there are a couple other shopping platforms i'll try and look it up while we're while we're chatting here but you can find it it was announced a couple weeks ago they were um you know noting um that that there were more coming um so which actually should have been at the same time as that shopify thing because shopify had a big like stock jump (laughs) when that announcement came and then it's you know sort of well and a bunch of others
1: uh, shopify is canada's uh by far canada's um most valuable tech company mm-hmm. but towards the beginning of the pandemic uh, about a year ago at this time um when everything was closed down shopify was worth more than canada's biggest bank the royal <laughs> bank of canada shopify yeah. was, was canada's <laughs> largest corporation for a short time uh just based on valuation. Uh, so yeah, a little socks bite here or right there. What the hell? Shopify shareholders are used to that sort of thing. <laughs> um, okay, we got uh we got about ten minutes left, so I guess we gotta go into the rapid fire stuff. Um, okay. At uh, the Dave's headline, but it's totally true. Statement: Oh, the obvious. If you're writing <laughs> content and you have unique content, that. Really describes a product, service, good, or topic of the page. Put it up front.
0: <laughs>
1: of course, or put all your plagiarized stuff up front so everybody can see it. <laughs> um, no! Put, put 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 your good content up front. That's what that, that's 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 what Google wants you to do. That's what you're ranking on. Um, sitemaps. XML sitemaps are weird, eh? Like they seem so trivial, but Google says it's like the minimum requirement for a site. They're going to take seriously. Um, and you know, when you do your site map, I mean, I, I, or half the pages in the website don't get included for some reason or another anyway, and the ones mm-hmm. that do get included are, tend to be like bad for you. Anyway, sitemaps. <laughs> some people doing migrations sometimes worry about erasing their old sitemaps um, for fear that Google won't discover the pages that have been 301 to new pages, even though they have a site map identifying what those new pages are. If you're done with your sitemap, erase it, get rid of it, kill it. You're giving Google mixed signals if um, you've got an old sitemap, but a new sitemap, kill the old one, uh, nuke it from space, do whatever you got to do. Just get rid of it because it's, it's not helpful. And don't feel weird about it because you can totally do that. How's that? That's,
2: easy. That's easy. I, You know what? I, I got to say, I disagree. <laughs> really? Uh, in, in specific scenarios. Um, and I have actually had to, and this was at Google's, um, recommendation, like a couple years ago, like John had actually mm-hmm. a comment on this and we had an incredibly complicated scenario during a migration and it was not letting go, um, of some of the old pages and it was a strong site. And it just was like tooth and nail, like fingers on the ground being dragged away. Like we could not drag these pages out of Google's index over to their new locations. Um, well, and
1: probably a link thing, isn't it? What's that going it, to do with the
2: sitemap? It, it was just incredibly powerful. They, we could send the crawler through. All the 301s were confirmed. Like, everything was working right. And then we submitted a sitemap. We, we basically switched back, set up redirections at the, like, not at the registrar level. We then went back onto the hosting setup, set up the site again. Not the whole site. But like, set up the server. Did all the redirects through this, like, server we'd set up just to host the old domain. Hosted or redirected them all to the new domain, but left this sitemap um, on because the sitemap has to be at that domain and left the sitemap there um, listing off all of the pages. And we kept, we updated it every week with just the pages that are left in the index, just the old site pages that were left in the index. And it was the path to get them removed, um, where we were forcing Google to crawl. And then they were seeing that it was a 301. And then we just updated it every week with just like, okay, let's figure out what's in the index um, and, and deal with it. So, uh, well, 99.9% of sites probably do not need that. Truthfully, 99.9% of sites are probably small enough that they just don't even need a site map. I, I know best practice do it. I do it for every site. But most of them... Function- oh,
1: okay. I feel a few weeks ago, Mueller came out and said, you need an XML sitemap for us to
2: take you right. So, okay, there you go. I mean, glad I like just that. do that. Because <laughs> yeah, I missed that memo. <laughs> um, but there are, there are cases. And I think that's where you get into like advanced SEO. Like I think if just general, yeah, go ahead, remove it. It's not going to matter. Um, and it would be figured out if you have tens of thousands of very, very strong pages, you know, deeper into your site. So the crawlers, I, I think the problem was they were needing to come in to these individual pages because these were pages that were like eight levels deep and they weren't coming in at the entry point anymore, but a lot of crawl budget was being raced, wasted on these like core 10 entry pages on an old domain. Right. So I I think we were dealing with a unique problem. It's it's a very unique scenario. (laughs) Um, But not unheard of where you would need that one. But anyway, so I, I do think we're, if you ever have that problem, just, you know, send me a tweet and I'll send you the playbook (laughs) that sort of went through and got here's what what we had to do because it is an interesting scenario to have hit but if you sort of hit like two three weeks after the change you've submitted your gd you know you've done everything you should you might want to look at the site map again
1: okay um along the same veins if google gives you a manual link penalty Google's noticed that you got a sudden crap ton of links in a very short period of time, some of which, you know, um, would make Google raise its eyebrows, um, and it slaps you with a manual link penalty. Disavowing isn't good enough. Google expects you to take actual action about these things, to document trying to clean the web of these bad links. So the advice is to, um, again, get open, open a spreadsheet. URL by URL by URL, mention what you've done to try to get the other webmaster to remove the link and then disavow it. Yeah. And include that record in your re-inclusion request and maybe you'll get your manual action cleared up.
2: Yeah. isn't that crazy like that's a it's lot funny. of work i i've actually had to do this a few times where we'll have like round one of emails went out here round two went out here round three went out here and we will generally if we had to respond to an unnatural link request like we've been hired to do that and we do three three batches of, of requests and then and here's what we just like just had to disavow at the end uh does seem to be very successful like if you just do three you've shown that they you really put your effort and we stagger them by a week apart but one of the things that I think is, is kind of funny about this is I'm a parent and there are things that my kid, you know what? I was a child <laughs> and there were things that I did. I'm not going to pin anybody else. I'll just pin this on me. And there were things that I did <laughs> that my dad would ground me for yep. Right? That, that, that I got grounded for things that I did that deserve to be grounded. And I couldn't just say, sorry, and then go running off and have fun with my friends again. I like it. So this is sort of that scenario where Google's going, we need to ground you for a little while. Sorry, doesn't cut it, which just filing a disavow would be basically sorry, they're so fast to put together. It's like, no, you you haven't learned your lesson here. You've just learned how fast you can fix something in like half an hour. Oh no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> We're gonna make me. you take a few weeks here. This is this is the angry head of Google. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't blame them, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess you and I both got our started in sort of a, a more grayish day um, of, of of SEO where if you just said, Oh, okay. Right. And all it's going to take is half an hour work. Just submit all the like ones that, you know, you bought or know that you like did some spam for paid some scholarships as we found out a couple of weeks ago, right? (laughs) Like, you know, if you, you just keep a record of them, file it into a disavow and go, Oh, sorry, busted. And then do it again. Like, no, I get where they're going. They're like, we're going to we're gonna make you suffer for this one. <laughs> and then you really won't do it again. Just like getting grounded and t- told I wasn't allowed to go into parties for a couple weeks, um, you know, certainly made me learn my lesson. Now, what that lesson was, I remember missing the parties. I don't remember what lesson I was supposed to learn, but I'm sure I didn't do it again. <laughs> well, again, if you
1: get hit with a manual penalty, show Google that you're actually trying to clean it up um google's gonna figure you probably brought this on yourself um so you polluted the web to game them so unpollute the web and uh maybe they'll forgive you wow eh i can't believe i'm phrasing it that way yeah okay one last step by the way when google screws up when google runs afoul of the law or antitrust or say I don't know the the Irish Dutch tax dodge or something. It tends to just say sorry and expect everything to be cool.
2: Yeah, you know what? And as a parent, I have violated the rules I told my kid to do, and I don't get grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your allowance. Everything's cool, right? <laughs> okay. One of the things that Google does
1: do, and like it does, and you know what? Any big company does. Microsoft did this when it when it was came down to who what was being placed on the desktop. Google uses its heft and its ownership of things like, I don't know, the Android operating system to place itself front and center. For instance, um, you'll have a drop-down menu. You can can choose uh, uh, what search engine your Android device will will default to. Naturally, it defaults to Google. And if you try to switch it off Google, originally it was really difficult to do. Now it's slightly easier. But Google has... um, had to make yet another change it used to auction off that space to the highest bidder so if duck, duck go paid more than bing duck, duck go got to be there if bing paid more than duck, duck go as it probably can it got to be there mm-hmm. google's now just letting anyone who wants to be there be there so you might suddenly see a, a very long drop down menu um but you're gonna have a whole bunch more options too if, on your android device
2: yeah i like it um I think it's great because it it really it, I think it was very restrictive of a lot of search engines that might not have business models that let them pay high for a new user to try them out. Right? Like that, that just didn't um you know, and there's some that like put their their proceeds to charity or something that actually you would might want to use, might be attracted to, to go. Yeah, they support me, so I'll, I'll support them, right? Like they support something I'm interested in. Um, so I, I really, really like this. I think it was kind of a, a slimyish way for Google to keep, um, you know, some, some truly unique players um, at bay and and keep it to just usual suspects that everybody already knew and had chosen not to use anyway. I think we're going to start to see a a lot more variety. Now, is this going to hurt their bottom line? No, they're going to make more (laughs) next year than they did this year, but (laughs) a few users might find something interesting in there. Um, and, and, and I hope they do. And, but you know, I'm an SEO, so I'll keep using Google because you know, that's, that's what I need to know.
1: I I, I, I I was going to uh, to dump the auction formats off. I'm uh, I'm happy to see Yahoo there. Mm-hmm. When the auction format was on, as a former Yahoo shareholder, I was kind of pissed to see Yahoo. Uh, what are you spending your money on that for? You should be giving it back to <laughs> people like me. Damn it. Okay, and so, instead of just seeing Yahoo anywhere, I mean, it's just, that just it makes it, <laughs> it makes me feel kind of warm and very old at the same time, eh? Yep, sure it does. <laughs> On that, it is top of hour, and uh we've 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 gone around the clock one more time. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies, this is Jim from BSon Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital East Media. You've been listening to Webcology on the 10th of June 2021, and we're at the middle the beginning, I should say, of the summer. We are so close to blowing COVID off the planet, but that is up to each of you to go get vaccinated and uh hope your friends and neighbors get vaccinated by talking to them about it and suggesting that we'll be out of this mess a lot faster if they just go and do it friends stay safe be well be kind to each other rank well we'll talk to you next week
0: The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.